Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Push Through Podcast. I'm your host, Keisha Reeves. I'm a licensed professional counselor with a group practice here in Atlanta, Georgia, where I specialize in women as well as maternal mental health. Here on the podcast, we'll talk about womanhood, motherhood, and a little bit of everything in between. So sit back, relax, and enjoy a quick chat with me. Hey guys, so this episode was actually supposed to go out last week. And if you notice, um, there was no episode last week because I post episodes on Wednesdays typically. Um, But today, this is going live on the last day of Black History Month because I could not end February without posting this. Um, But the reason why I was so delayed is because Saturday, this past Saturday, February 26th, we had our second annual Black Maternal Mental Health Summit, and it was nothing short of amazing. I was so, so, so grateful to be a part of it. The speakers, the lineup, the content, everything was so informative, such great feedback we have received, and I'm just so grateful. Like, I I know I talk about being blessed and gratitude a lot, but it is amazing when you get to do the work that really, like, is your purpose and you feel like... You know, it doesn't even feel like work. You just love the conversations. You love the information. You love learning. You love the people. And I don't know. I just, I, I'm just thrilled. So if you haven't checked it out, please do. Um, it just, it was so, so good. And I'm just going to share with you really quickly um, who the lineup was. Just um, the people that we had that were there. Um, let me see. Okay, so I presented on perinatal mood and anxiety disorders for black mothers. Then we had Kimberly Seals Ehlers. She is the creator and founder of the Earth app. I've been trying to get Kimberly on the podcast. Cross your fingers. Hopefully this will happen. Um, just then we had Jesse Ray Spivey. If you follow me on Instagram, Jesse and I had an Instagram live together. Last year, late last year, September, maybe I can't remember the exact date, but Jesse just has like the most beautiful and amazing energy. He is just a phenomenal soul, but he owns Do a Dad, he's a doula, and he is on the west coast in the Bay Area. So he just talked about um, being a queer identified male, um, birthing, birth worker. Um, and being able to assist partners in supporting birthing parents. And I really, really loved his segment. Then Shanae Ben, um, she's also a maternal mental health therapist here in Atlanta. And she spoke on um, allyship and anti-racism within the medical and mental health space. And then there was a panel with Dr. Raquel from the Fertility Advantage, Regina Townsend, Tamara Hunter, um, and they all spoke on just infertility and breaking the shame for Black mothers. And then the Grady Trauma Project, which is amazing research if you haven't looked that up. Um, That was with Tamara Hunter and Brianna Woods Jagger. Um, 
I'm sorry, that was not with Tamara Hunter. That was with Brianna Woods Jagger and Abigail Powers Lot. Um, they spoke on how toxic stress, like intergenerational trauma and stress. And how it shows up for black birthing parents. It it was like amazing research study. I will also leave the link to that. But just showing like the trends of how just trauma generationally back and forth. How that shows up in pregnancies and after birth for black mothers. Amazing research. And um, the panel was also moderated by Dr. Ayana Abrams. She's been a guest on the podcast before. And then we had Tia Alston being who spoke on transitioning back to work um, for birthing parents. So like I said, and we even had special guest shout out to Senator um, Warnock was there. So it was just, it was so, so good. So blessed to have been a part of it. Absolutely loved it. It was phenomenal. So um, check it out if you haven't. And um Stay tuned to this episode with my very close friend, whom I love to death, Candace Johnson, as we kiki over pop culture and we give our thoughts on the new show, Bel Air, and a bunch of other things that I just, I think is is really good. But kick back, listen to it, and we will see each other in a week. Thank you guys for joining us for another episode of the Push Through Podcast. And of course, I always like to do a special edition episode every season with one of my most favorite, beautiful, talented, <laughs> infectious. <laughs> Girl, hype me up, hype me up. <laughs> Candace johnson to come and have a kiki with me on pop culture welcome to the episode candace oh lakeisha <laughs> thank you so much for having me and keisha i have to say this and i probably have told you this before it's just so easy to be your friend like, oh, i feel like i don't have to you. put forth a lot of energy if that makes sense good you shouldn't have to <laughs> exactly but you do know with some friends it takes a lot of energy yeah. so i just thank you Thank you. And you know how to hype your friends up. So, one thing you will do well is you will hype somebody up. So, thank you, girl. Thank you for thank having you. me. Thank you. Thank um, you for my opinions because they yeah. can be awesome times. So, thank you. No, they're always on point. In this, this episode, um, Candace picked our <laughs> topics for us to discuss, <laughs> which are also very, very, ta- um, very uh, entertaining and taking some analyzing but we both know realize that we just got done watching the premiere of bel-air so we are saving our thoughts for this conversation and just to give a little backstory um and candace thank you for that peacock user login i appreciate you sharing your information girl here's the thing keisha i didn't even know that i had it for free well not for free but it automatically comes with my cable provider Mm -hmm. which is xfinity Mm -hmm. Something at a black business, but no, it automatically comes with it. So yeah, girl. Oh, nice. Take that, take that blessing. Yes, that's a blessing. Okay, <laughs> so some backstory is the show was developed by Morgan Cooper, Malcolm Spellman, T.J. Brady, and Rashid Newsom, and uh, it's based on Cooper's short fan film of the same name, and um. He created a short fan film that was uploaded to YouTube 
on March 10th. And it was a mark, mock trailer for a darker, more dramatic reimagining of the sitcom in the style of a Ryan Coogler film. So fortunately, it was picked up and it premiered on Peacock. And it follows Will Smith's complicated journey from the streets of West Philadelphia to the gated mansions of Bel Air. So what were your thoughts? So first, Keisha, I have to say that I really honestly was not going to give this show a try Mm -hmm. because if you think about it, The Fresh Prince, that is a staple, Mm -hmm. I mean a staple black television program from our childhood, Mm -hmm. 80s babies, raised in the 90s. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at The Fresh Prince as allow it to rest, don't reboot it. So I wasn't even going to give it a try, right? But I saw that Will Smith attached his name to it. And I'm like, okay, if Will attached his name to it, it might be decent. Then I saw the trailer. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. It, it's giving me a different vibe. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the original Fresh Frank Bel-Air, it's very, um, they had its serious moments, too. Right. But it was, it was a comedy. comedy. Yeah. More so the comedy. When I saw that during the trailer, it was very, and I mean very dramatic. Mm-hmm. I said, all right, you know what? I'm going to give it a try. And side up, before we even get into it, because it is Black History Month, and the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is a part of Black History. Yes. What is your ultimate all-time favorite Fresh Prince of Oh, um, that would be when Aunt Viv went to her dance class. And <laughs> that was my favorite episode. She went to her dance class and she um outdid all of the younger women because she was feeling like she was too old and a little insecure, but she just wanted to do it and she showed out and it was like amazing and she looked gorgeous. That was my all time favorite episode. I remember that episode because that was I think when she was turning forty. Mm-hmm. That that was with the original Aunt Viv, Jenny Hubert. So, my favorite episode is, I think Ashley was turning 12, and Little T, a.k.a. Heavy Handful. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Right I remember that. Yep. That was a classic one. Trivia question for you. How did Hillary's fiance pass away while frozen sword? This is the, the weatherman, right? Mm-hmm. How did he die while proposing to her? I promise you, you should get this right. I'll tell you. I probably won't get it right. But did he fall off of a cliff or something? Or was it skydiving? <laughs> was it something like, was it skydiving? You're close. <laughs> <laughs> You're close. What was it? Bungee jumping. Bungee jump. I knew it was something with the air. <laughs> Will you <laughs> That was, that was a classic one and the one with Belle Bivdeboe. Yeah. And they made the music video. So, yeah. So, classic, 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 classic. So, I watched the very first episode of Bel Air this morning. Mm-hmm. And I think Peacock has three episodes mm-hmm. up right now. I think that I they upload that. three like every week. So, I've only watched the first episode. And honestly, scale one to ten, one, don't like it at all. Ten, I really like it. I'm giving it a 10. I, I give it a 10, 10 too. But you know, I was so pleasantly surprised. All I knew about it was the poster. I hadn't seen a trailer. I didn't know if it was going to be a comedy drama. I assumed it was going to be a 
complete total remake of the show. Um, so it was so pleasantly surprised that it was a drama. And I told you when I saw the poster, the first thing that stood out to me was all of the melanin. That it was... Did <laughs> you know how sometimes, even like with the Cosby show, you'll have two parents that look very melanated or uh, uh, African-American, black, if you will. And then they'll have children that may not always match their same genetic yeah. profile. If I'm saying yeah. it right. Yeah. <laughs> so I appreciated how this film... It was just like black men, black women, black children. Like it was just black. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I appreciated that so much. So it, it's so much I want to say about it. Honestly, Keisha, this whole episode could really be about it. Uh, <laughs> show. But Will, I think the young man's name is Jabari Banks. And I can say this because he's over 18. That is a nice looking young man. He, he looks really like is. a child. <laughs> he's 23. He looks like a child. <laughs> Done, but anyway, so his character, and I'm trying. I'm really trying not to compare it to the original, but we have no choice. Mm-hmm. The character of Will is more so very serious with Bel Air versus the Fresh Prince. Right, right. So I like how they are incorporating like different aspects of Philly into the show. Yeah, I agree. The music you have, uh, Dreams and Nightmares, played at least yeah. Yeah. two times. Because we didn't see Hill. Philly at all in the original, did we? We didn't. There may have been maybe like a few episodes where Will went back to Philly, but no. And you know, with the original, they really never touched on the backstory mm. as far as why he came. Into mm-hmm. So um, Will's character is very more so serious. Um, after Will, I think the next character that I was introduced to with the show was Hillary. Yeah. I love this. I did. Hillary. I like this Hillary better. I love her. What's her real name? Like Coco somebody? Coco? I don't know. She's forgive beautiful. Me, She's a, a beautiful she girl. Beautiful. 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 <laughs> I know her first name is Coco, but she wasn't the original. I even hate using this term, but she wasn't the original Valley Girl mm-hmm. in your head. Mm-hmm. Hillary. She, I mean, she is so likable. Loved her. Jeffrey? Oh, yeah. Jeffrey was like, yes. Yes. Girl, (laughs) Jeffrey can probably back him. I bet you Jeffrey can back him. Yes. And I couldn't tell if he had an English accent. It was English. Okay. Okay. Um, But yeah, Jeffrey would definitely back him. Aunt Viv loved her. Mm -hmm. She's beautiful. Love her. Ashley, Ashley, she's cute. She's cute. Love her as well. But you know who my favorite is so far? You like Carlton? Oh, Carlton. <laughs> I, I didn't forget about Carlton. I'm going to come back to Carlton. I have a lot to say about Carlton. Carlton's character. This new, renowned, uh, refined Carlton. Uh-huh. But that damn Uncle Phil. <laughs> well, they reinvented uh, him. Candace, because he, I was kind of taken aback. I just assumed we were going to get a, a big, her, burly, you know, big, you know, big guy, Uncle <laughs> Phil. And they like completely revamped the image. Girl, I had to rewind it a couple of times. I'm like, hey. And I've never seen his character before, the guy who plays him. But you know, I love to do my research. I'm definitely going to look him up. But mm-hmm. he is a good looking man. So I like the storyline. And I don't want to give away too much just in case our listeners, they actually watch it. But I'm pretty sure everybody's going to watch it because it's really good. But Carlton. I don't 
don't want to give away too much, but I have to touch on it. Girl, Carlton is using drugs. <laughs> Uh, and, and I honestly, this is how you know this young man is doing some great acting. Because I don't like his character. Did you I like the original Carlton? I loved him. Mm. I loved him. Loved him. But this this Carlton, I, I like it. It fits the storyline. But I was just surprised when they had that scene where he was, um, I think it was crushed up Xanax that mm-hmm. he was sporting. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, Carlton is a full out, like, But you know what? I feel like I feel like kind of like what you said at the beginning. This version is a more realistic version. Like the comedy one, you know, Will's almost like his coping mechanism was like humor. So everything was Mm -hmm. like a joke, and he was just so silly and just you know. Uh And in this one, he has like aspects of him that's fun loving and like funny. But even like Carlton's character in the original was almost corny a little bit cheese ball like like yeah. do we even know anyone who's realistic kind of like steve urkel do you know anybody who's realistically like that in the real world whereas this one is i i kind of taken it this must be what it's like for a a black privileged upper class black teenager to assimilate yeah. in that culture of that school system i would assume is where they're going with that Come on, SAT <laughs> You know, you're right. And um, also, Jazz. Mm-hmm. The guy who played Jazz's character. He, to me, wasn't cheesy or corny. He I'm wasn't. Sure he could bag him, too. I like him. And I wanted to ask you, because um, Candace is also uh, a huge connoisseur, authority figure of 90s black culture. <laughs> She has some great projects on the horizon. <laughs> but it's coming. But correct me if I'm wrong. The original taxi driver was a white man. It wasn't jazz, right? It was a white man. Because that it threw me off. It was a black man. I think it was a black, a black man. I think it was a black man driving the taxi. What, was it jazz? jazz? How did he meet jazz? jazz? How did he meet jazz? Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong, but if my memory serves me correctly, they really didn't give us the backstory with how he met Jazz on the original Fresh Prince. Mm. It was just like, oh, this is my boy. And Jazz wasn't from Philly, right? Jazz wasn't from Philly. Okay. Not on the show. No, no, no. Not on the show. Jazz wasn't from Philly. But we never really got like the backstory on the, orig- of the original Fresh Prince as far as how they met. Okay. And, and now that I'm thinking about it, girl, you know that show came out in 91? That was 91? Girl, 91, dog. 91. But that makes sense, though. Because it's like, when you're thinking about, oh, Ashley just turned 12. I was like, 12? But it must have been (laughs) on for a long time because we saw Ashley turn 18. Girl, we saw Ashley lose her virginity. We saw Ashley get a whole record deal. All of that. Yeah. It's been on for a minute. minute, And it's so crazy. Because my niece, my oldest niece, she's only eight. And she literally has probably seen every episode of The Fresh Prince. Oh, wow. Come on now. Yeah, so that says a lot about the show. Yeah, that does. A lot about the show. Wow. But that's interesting, Um, your take on Carlton. And mm-hmm. that does show that he's a good actor if he's mm-hmm. invoking like that type of emotion for you. But I mm-hmm. do, even just to take it back, so I know we're coming off of the heels of the training that I did on Friday, right? On Black Maternal yes. Mental Health. I felt watching it when he was in Philly, like it was 
getting me like thinking about like oh my gosh his mother is going to have a heart attack like raising yeah. a black son because you know like already you have to raise a black son you know thinking about racism in america but then you also got to think about the fact of how they interact with their peers and yep. people being jealous of him and that yep. boy which was the initiator of how he came to bel-air was jealous of him mm -hmm. and it mm -hmm. was like this you know mixed up situation and mm -hmm. ego and wanting to show i'm the best and blah 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 mm -hmm. and all of that stuff and that's difficult especially as a single mother mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i actually thought about you keisha as i was watching it because keisha who all we don't know keisha the boy mom of two mm -hmm. and i can't even imagine what it's like to raise a child especially a black male and you know Let's go ahead and say it. it doesn't matter what your background is, your mm -hmm. socioeconomic status, regardless of how much love that your parents give you. You're still a black man in America, public mm -hmm. enemy number one, mm -hmm. you know? So I, I, my mom automatically went to you and my other girlfriends who had male kids. So it's, I can't imagine a single mom at that mm -hmm. raising a young man in her city. I, I, I can't. Mm -hmm. I don't want to. I don't even want to know. Yeah. So. And I'm pretty sure that the writers will probably tap a little bit more into that as well as we continue to watch the series. But it, it's very well written. And very well and, acted because I was on the edge of my seat when he was in Philly. Fortunately, I've seen the show, so I knew how it was going to play out. But I was a little like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Girl, right, right. So I'm rooting for it. I hope a lot of people watch it. Y'all, Keisha and myself, we are really advocating for you all to watch the show. Mm -hmm. Like I said, we've only watched the first episode, but I'm pretty sure episode two, three, three through ten, I'm pretty sure they all are going to be amazing. And maybe they'll get a season two. It's a really, really good show. And it's it's film aesthetically pleasing. Like it, it yeah. almost like the quality of film kind of looks like insecure quality. Like how they kind of pan over it. like L. A. And costuming, wardrobe on point, mm -hmm. and all the black people are beautiful. Every mm -hmm. all of them. <laughs> it is great acting from everybody. Even mm -hmm. his mama going off on him in the car. Great acting <laughs> in her little short little bit. But I mm -hmm. had a question. Why mm -hmm. do you think it's on Peacock versus on cable network television? So this is just where my mind, and I like to talk to uh, my friend about this. So, you know, the original Fresh Print, NBC Network. Right. NBC Network. And you know, Peacock is an extension right. of NBC. So I'm thinking Will Smith, again, I don't know, I meant to look this up, but I'm thinking maybe Will Smith had his hand in it or maybe he had a deal with it but I, I think it does have something to do with nbc yeah. owning peacock and since nbc owned not owned but since uh, the fresh prince was originally a part of nbc so i think that it has something to do with that mm -hmm. but I, I don't know that's that's a great question because i would just assume it would get more access if it was on nbc versus peacock i had to get your whole use id just to get on peacock versus if i just turned on nbc well here, here's the thing though Here's the thing. The majority of people in the U.S., if they have cable, they have Xfinity. If you have Xfinity, you automatically have Peacock. Mm. You automatically have Peacock. So I'm thinking whoever was in the room making these decisions, they did it with a purpose. Mm -hmm. So, But I, I had that question as well. But if you think about it, like most of these shows that we watch and that we binge watch, most of them really don't come on 
you know, weekly. That's true. Yeah, that's they true. So me, me personally, I like to binge watch because I don't want to watch something and then they think it's wait. really good. <laughs> then I have to wait seven more days, sometimes 14 more days. I eat P Valley. We waited, what, two two years for P Valley to come back. So yeah, that, that's very interesting. I'm actually going to look that up. But I'm thinking that it has something to do with NBC owning Peacock and then the original Fresh Prince premiering on NBC. I'm pretty sure it probably has something to do with that. Gotcha. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, cool. it's very good. Really, really good. Please listen <laughs> and watch. Seriously. Okay, so let's get into okay. our next topic. Um, we, well, you wanted to talk about Tasha K. And for those that don't know about Tasha K, I never heard of Tasha K until this whole Cardi B situation came out. But give people a little bit of background on who Tasha K is. Okay, so Tasha K, she is a blogger. She's been blogging. Was it blo- blogging is with the video, right? With the video. Right. Mm-hmm. So blogging. So she's been blogging for the past few years. And I would want to say she's problematic because she is, when she's, in a sense, she is funny. Yeah. But she's not bringing people down, right? Because we never want to see people being brought down, especially black women here, another black woman down. So she's been blogging for the past few years. And she typically comments on reality TV shows. So for your listeners who watch this show, there's a show called Love and Marriage Huntsville. Mm-hmm. It comes on the OWN Network. Mm-hmm. And it's actually, honestly, I don't think it's scripted at all. It's like real life stuff. Um, so she started covering that. And I started watching those interviews. And then I think her career just took off after that. But she has like over 1.5 million viewers. She has sponsors. And I, I think it's called Wine Down with Tasha K. Okay. So her thing is drinking a glass of wine. She calls her her viewers and her listeners wine up. Oh. So I, I guess it's catchy. You yeah. Know, wine Down with Tasha K. Mom, my nose. So <clears throat> Tasha, she, she's like a modern day. I don't want to say this. Okay, you know how Wendy Williams was when she was on the radio? Right. So Wendy, free Wendy Bean on TV? Yeah. That's what Tasha K gives. It's like she's straight, no chasing. Seriously. So I remember when she was covering Cardi B and saying how she prostitutes, she she sleeps with dudes for money and all of this, that, and that. And I'm like, I've never heard this. Mm -hmm. And I get it. You can you can speak on matters, but do not tell or come up with a blatant lie. Right. Right. And I understand her job. It's to speak about what's going on in pop culture. It's okay to have freedom of speech. It's okay to give your opinion. Hell, that's what you and I are doing right, right now. But when it comes to defamation of character, you just speak out loud. That's where like we draw the line. Mm-hmm. And with this whole Cardi B situation, and granted, I wasn't there. It's always three sides to a story. Mm-hmm. Person A, person B, and the truth, which mm-hmm. is person C. But, you know, when you're her Cardi B, you know, she was starting to become suicidal. She said she was suicidal Mm -hmm. because of someone throwing that on her name, right? And I could go deeper with all of that, but for the sake of time, I'm going to just keep it right here. So whenever someone is saying things and causing you to go to that level, like wanting to take your own life, that's very serious. Right. And Cardi's people said Tasha a cease and desist. And she still didn't listen. Right. I'm sorry, if you're a multi-millionaire rap artist, everybody loves you, 
I'm talking about you dragging your name in the mud and your people send my people a cease and desist, a cease and desist, I'm going to shut my black ass up. Mm-hmm. I just am. Because Tasha, she, in the blogging world, people do know her, but she's not, I don't want to say she's, she's mainstream among black folk, yeah. put it that way. But Cardi is mainstream among everybody. Right. And other countries too. So I really don't, I never really understood why people blatantly make up rumors about people who they don't know. Oh, I agree. Well, for for um, attention, so you'll click on the link and listen to it and hear what they see. Can remember how those Inquirer magazines would be at the grocery store and they would have these random asinine comments about, you know, celebrities and it'll make you like, what? You know, Michael Jackson came back from the dead. Let me flip through this and see what they're talking about. <laughs> Just crazy right. stuff. Exactly. You're mm-hmm. right. But my thing is, okay, so you're going to lodge this for a click just for somebody to subscribe mm-hmm. to you. And actually, she was being me, mm-hmm. right? She was being blatantly downright me. And by no means, I, I am not advocating for prostitution. I'm not doing none of that. But, you know, we know Cardi didn't do it. But if she did, who, I mean, why That's her business. That's her decision. Like, why? Right. That is her decision. But why is any of your business? Mm-hmm. But I, I really want to know, like, what prompted her to spew these lies and now look you have to owe her what a couple of mil right a couple hundreds of million. of million i think it totaled okay. out to be like almost 300 million dollars and i am not in tasha's pockets tasha may be you know a quadruple air i don't know but does tasha have that type of money to mm. pay out because i never understood that so when somebody sues you for millions millions and you don't have it how does the person that sues you get their money? I think you can do it. I think you can do a payment plan. I think you can. I qu- don't quote me, but I think you can if you don't just have it all up front. But and I don't. I don't. I don't. I go back and forth with my whole feelings about social media. Mm-hmm. I love social media for your ability to keep up with friends. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. for marketing and to learn about, oh, wow, this cool event is going on. Oh, I never knew that this restaurant. Oh, look at this recipe. Or this is mm-hmm. someone who really inspires me. And even mm-hmm. for YouTube, learning how to do a good twist out. Just all of these tons of things. <laughs> okay. You know, we didn't have access to when we were in elementary or middle school or even high school. But I don't like the negative side of it. Like the negative side right. of social media is like the extreme side of it. And I don't need to know anything. Me personally, I don't need to know anything about a celebrity. Nor do I just I remember once Gabrielle Union, there was a new picture of her that had leaked. Do you remember that? And I vaguely remember that. And yeah. I remember it may or may not still be on the internet. But I remember people were just like, you know, snap screenshotting it and passing it along. And I just couldn't participate in it because it just seems yeah. like so awful, you know, and yeah. I wouldn't want to like participate or, or indulge in anything that's just negative about somebody else's personal life that has absolutely nothing. I wouldn't want nobody to do that to me. I wouldn't want nobody like having clickbait on my life, on lies or truths. <laughs> And, and here's my thing. So I have a love-hate relationship with social media. And I think maybe I've talked to you about this. Because you know I don't like texting. All of my friends know 
I don't like that. Mm-hmm. But I will send you an audio message. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I wish all we had, Keisha, just was just the ability to talk on the phone, yeah. email, and you could only use social media to promote a business or connect with people. But right. that's it. Because I feel like social media, in a sense, it has destroyed friendships. It has destroyed relationships. Mm-hmm. It has destroyed marriages. Mm-hmm. You know, and then like man, you can easily reach out to someone. Yeah. Like even celebrities now. I mean, more than likely they probably won't respond, but you can easily send somebody a direct message. Right. If the celebrity is having a good day, they may open up your message. So it's like it's it's just so much access. Everybody's easily accessible these right. days. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I just sometimes wish I, we did not have social media. Yeah. Your hair looks good, by the way. I'm so jealous. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so, so jealous. Oh, girl, can you see my little bro, bad? But yeah, so with Tasha, all she had to do when they sent her that cease and desist, girl, cease and desist. It's not that hard. So I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was something personal that she had against Cardi. But, you know, celebrities, they're human too, right? right. They have feelings too. But you know, I will say this because I, I just in case someone says that we're hypocritical. So Tasha K was also the person that broke the story about John Gray, the preacher. Oh shoot, she did. And she I remember did. in our previous episode we talked about John Gray and how awful we it did. was and how she broke the story of him talking to the mistress in the car with his kid and talking about his wife to the mistress in the car with the kid and how that's just like horrible but i will stand by even though i heard this information and i said oh john gray sounds like a horrible person i still don't need to know his business i still don't need to know what he's doing to his wife and his mistress i it's, it's not information i need to know Okay, so now that you bring it up that way, I know I'm about to sound very contradictory. <laughs> it's like certain things, certain things I do want to know, <laughs> but certain things I don't need to know. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. So if if that makes sense, that makes sense. Yeah, if that makes sense. But yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so moving to the next subject, which you didn't put on your list, but I thought of it as we were talking about it. <laughs> Did you watch the Janet Jackson documentary? So I watched part one and part two. I recorded part three and four. I have not watched part three and four yet. Um, but you know, of course, I look at people's reviews and stuff like that. And from watching part one and part two, it was stuff we already knew. Yeah. So I, like I said, I haven't watched three and four yet. But I will say this. You know, I'm a huge Beyonce fan. Mm-hmm. Huge Beyonce fan. And I will never compare the two. I will never compare the two. And I hope I don't sound like I am, but I randomly YouTube old concerts and stuff like that. Girl, Janet at her prom, Janet doing her Rhythm Nation years, mm-hmm. that's one from like 1989 and 1990. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? That was actually my very first concert was the, uh, really? the Rhythm Nation. I will never forget my mom had me and my sister dressed alike and Janet, she was performing Black Cat, and she turned into a panther, and I started spazzing. My dad had taken me out. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, so like I said, I watched part one and part two, and it was stuff that I already knew. Yeah. But I haven't seen three and four yet. Um, I'm really curious to know what happened between her and JD, because I'm like, JD, come on now. It's, it's Janet Jackson. You know, it's, it's Demita Joe. Yeah. Right? It's, yeah. it's Janet Demita Joe. 
So, I mean, it was, it was good. I'm glad she was able to produce it herself. Yeah, to make it how she Tell wanted it. Tell her own story. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I can't get my full thoughts on it until I see three or four. It felt very similar it? to Mary J. Blige's, mm. where there was still like a lot of, um, like you said, things that I already knew. It wasn't anything extra. The only thing mm-hmm. that I did appreciate it is just seeing more. You remember how her second husband, I can't remember his name, he would have a lot of like video footage of mm-hmm. them. Because she kept her relationship so private. So just being mm-hmm. able to see her in that realm. And then just seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about this. It, it's just. I'm always like reading on like how to parent. Or how to nurture your child. I do feel like Joe Jackson absolutely was at the extreme other side. Like Joe Jackson was extreme. Tiger Woods' father was extreme. Even mm-hmm. Matthew Knowles, I'm sure, was a bit extreme. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But I do feel like that is like a once in a lifetime to be able to produce that many iconic people. Like they gave, they had Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson, and the Jackson Five, who at that time, I mean, black people to that caliber, they had their own cartoon show, the Jacksons. They had their own nighttime show, like a variety show. And that was a big deal. Like the whole family was bringing Mm -hmm. in checks. And that's huge. Even Latoya Reeby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that is huge. And one thing I, I'm I'm not in their family, so I don't know what was going on. But if you notice, like Janet spoke so highly of her father. She yeah, did she touch did. on the piece regarding, you know, how much of a authoritative figure he was towards them. And maybe Janet really didn't receive the type of treatment that the boys received because maybe. Janet was the baby. So. Or maybe she just didn't want. I think she wanted to keep that stuff private because I can't feel like. You can't deny it. Looking at those old pictures of her and Latoya, I forgot what Latoya used to look like. Like, I forgot. Like, looking at it. Latoya was beautiful. Wasn't she stunning? She was a beautiful woman. Beauty. I mean, bad. Yeah. (laughs) And it's evident that a lot of stuff went on in that family. Everybody's had some form of work or something, you know, all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that had oh, I don't know if Reby had. I think Reby, oh. you know, she'd be so low key. I don't know. She might, uh-huh. you know, just be in her own thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. so that was, now, speaking of the Jacksons, that's one individual I wanted to see in concert was Michael Jackson. I never got a chance mm, to see him. I agree. But if I would have saw Michael, I would have wanted to see Michael like, like smooth criminal Michael. Like, most recent, Michael, I'm good. So his his last full solo studio album with um you're my you're my world yeah. you you see mm-hmm. and that's, that's Invincible that album is actually pretty it's pretty good it I was think I'm the only person in the world that really listened to it no I listened to it because Butterfly is on the album oh yeah. Homegirl from Blow a Tree, didn't she? Read yeah, it? she read. Yeah, 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 yeah. And mm-hmm. they had made like a, a rendition of it too. Did you see Matthew Knows' tweet about Joe Jackson? No. What did Matthew Knows say? He said, uh, I appreciate how Janet um, showed respect to her father and said, 
that she would have never made it if it wasn't for Joe. And Joe was, um, you know, really nurturing of their talents. And she, none of them would have been there if it wasn't for him. And I'm like, Shay, Shay, Shay. Betty is in his feelings. Betty is in his feelings. And Matthew, we all know. We all know. I guess Beyonce has the talent, but we know that Matthew knows. We have to give credit where credit is due. Matthew did help shape who we have today. I agree, but I do feel like it was more 50-50 because Tina came in as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Mama Tina definitely did. Definitely, (laughs) definitely did. But, shoot, Maddie, you out here cheating and half kids um, that's the same age as your grandkids. So what what are we talking about here? We get it. Beyonce has her reasons. Right. She has a reason. She has Girl, a don't reason. get me started on that. I thought that was um that was interesting and, and funny. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Riri's pregnancy. She looks stunning, beautiful. She looks yes. so happy, glowing. She's always said that she wanted to be a mother. And she said she did. Because she, you know, she always has she has like some nieces and she'll show like pictures with babies when she go back home to Barbados and she's always like voiced that and it's like the time has come because how old is Rihanna? 34? 35? 34? Yeah, she, she's like a few years younger than us. I think she's like 33. She, may, she might be 32. She might be. But like I, I love the fact how she was basically like I'll tell y'all when I want to tell y'all mm-hmm. and I honestly she didn't have to tell us, mm-hmm. right? Like, I would not have been surprised if the whole nine-month pregnancy went by. And then, ta-da, I'm pregnant. Yeah. But I think Rhea was just like, all right, let me just give y'all a little something so y'all can shut up and leave me alone. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, I'm, I'm really happy for her. I'm happy for her and ASAP. And side note, I've always thought ASAP Rocky was cute. I'm not a fan of those braids, but I've always thought he was cute. Mm-hmm. So, it's a, it's a good look. I'm really happy for her. Black woman doing it billionaire mm-hmm. um you know brianna led us into her world right like, pregnancy is something that's very private everybody mm-hmm. doesn't have to know right because you want to make sure that things go well with pregnancy or the above because people are already in her business right so i'm really i'm excited for her she looks amazing she does stunning mm-hmm. i think she's nothing but belly yeah. so when she delivers healthy beautiful baby she's going to snap back are we going to get another album i think we will mm-hmm. to be honest with you I think we really will. And speaking of Rihanna, did you know that um, Fenty is now about to be in brick and mortar stores? Did you know that? I feel like I knew that. I feel like I knew. Haven't they opened a store? I think they did. I don't think one is coming to Atlanta just yet. I know one is in LA, I think. I think that they're going to. Fenty has pretty much. I, to, to make like a comparison, do you remember when Blockbuster movies was like a thing right and you would go in get your yeah. video and it was just like you just went to blockbuster like there would be like different other little video rental stores but blockbuster like, like, was like video. yeah blockbuster was it and then netflix came out and it was low-key because you would have to like order it online and they would send you the cd yeah. in the mail and then they were slowly like building and now it's like netflix and blockbuster mm-hmm. does not exist anymore right i feel yes. like that's Fenty and Victoria's Secret. Victoria's Secret is blockbuster. Because even when Fenty has her runway show, remember Victoria's Secret runway show used to come on every Christmas and it was like a thing yeah. on CBS and 
But Victoria's Secret was always about the European slim look. Whereas Fenty is all bodies, all shapes and colors, like everything, big, small, disabilities, uh, LGBTQIA+, whoever, everybody. Yeah, and it took off. Inclusivity gets everybody to purchase your things. (laughs) And and I wish everybody would understand that because you know, in the beginning, Netflix was like, all right, Blockbuster, let's work together. Mm. Blockbuster was like, and no, it's out of my face. <laughs> and now look. So I wonder if, I mean, I, ser- I'm, I seriously doubt it, but I wonder if Rihanna's camp and the Fed camp ever reached out to Victoria's Secret to say, you know, do y'all want to work together? I would reach said, out for an acquisition. Can I buy Victoria's Secret? That's what I would reach out for to own it. <laughs> and, and I, so, okay. Let's just say you were like the head of Victoria's Secret and Fenty came to you and asked to buy you out. What would you do? Sell it. I think I know what you. But do you think like the CEO, the owner, would actually sell it? Because you might have a really good point. Victoria's Secret might be the blockbuster. Yeah, Fenty might be the Netflix. Yeah. Remember how like pink, the pink collection was like a thing. Like you having your pink velour suit, your pink jogging pants. Like the in college for me was like all about the pink collection. That was like you know your millennial outfits now. Now it's like and the little feels free. Yeah. I don't remember the last time I've been in Victoria's Secret. Um, I can't say you either. Even when it comes to like their uh, their semi-annual sale on their pants. I remember that. That was a big thing. And and don't let Rihanna start doing that. Don't let Fenty start doing that. Girl. Sorry, sorry. Well, she's about to have stores. So once the stores are out, it's a wrap. Yeah. Like, it's, it's done. Wrap. <laughs> and because we're, the, we're on the subject of Rihanna, did you know originally that Jay Z had Tierra Marie to be his Rihanna? But apparently, Tierra like Marie's attitude or something went on behind the scenes. Maybe it was her work ethic. I don't know. I wasn't there. But originally, he was wanting to shape and mold Tierra Marie to be uh, mm-hmm. the brand. I don't even know if I've heard. How does Tierra's voice sound in comparison to Rihanna's? Vocal. <laughs> I don't know if you have Navy uh, listeners, and I don't want them to, like, you know, come at me. Um, vocally, Rihanna's everything. Rihanna's everything. I love me some Rihanna. But vocally, you know you can't put her in the ring with Jasmine something. I mean, right. you can't. Right. So, um, so, Tierra had a little bit more vocal ability. She did. Gotcha. gotcha. Well, she does. But, you know, Rihanna has the look. She's and a These days, girl, yeah. they really don't care about the look, to be honest with you. So, I mean, you can be the baddest thing, walk in, have a horrible voice, get you some auto-tune, get you some studio work, get you a hot beat. You a superstar, right. you know, so. Right. Yeah, but Tierra Marie vocally, she can do a little something vocally. She can. Interesting. So, you know what someone said to me when Rihanna announced her pregnancy? They said, do people just not get married anymore before having kids? <laughs> And my response is, anyone can do whatever they want to do with without kids. Uh, if if had I never met my husband and I was like pushing thirty nine, I would have been like, let me go find a donor, let me find a good friend who wants to co parent, like whatever. Like I was, I wanted to be a mother first and foremost, regardless if I got married or not, and that's not important. And I also feel like with Rihanna being a billionaire. 
She could be like Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell and just have this real tight partnership for life and have kids and don't have to get married. <laughs> it, it's all personal preference. Mm-hmm. Like, it is personal preference. You know, if you want to get married and have kids, do that. If you don't want to get married and someone have kids, do that too. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand why people like mind everyone else's business. Like, who cares? Right. Jesus still loves you anyway. So, <laughs> what's up? It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not that it doesn't matter. matter. That's interesting. I, I could see your face right now when somebody asked me. And I, I'm pretty sure you probably, it probably took everything in you. Because, see, let me tell you about Keisha. Keisha is so sweet. And Keisha will read you without <laughs> that spread you until after the fact. Because she'll say it like in a nice manner. And it's like, oh, did Keisha really just like, you know, gather me? Did she really just get me together real quick? And I'm pretty sure Keisha, I'm not the first person that has told you. <laughs> but you're, imagine, like, you're somebody that I like. So. Yes, congrats it's to them. Gonna be a beautiful baby. I mean, the baby's going to be a billionaire, so you know, right? What's up? I agree. Um, <laughs> the other thing that you had listed was Kiara Shears. I had no idea who the woman was, I had been hearing about her because of social media. Um, <laughs> And about the comment that she made, and then you put me on about her and the whole Christian community in her representation. Yeah, so Kiara Kiki Shear, she is a vocal beast. And you know how I feel about female vocals. Like, you know, I love a screamer. Mm-hmm. If you're a screamer that can sing, you have my heart. So Kiara Kiki Shear, she is the daughter to the legendary Karen Clark Shear of the Clark Sisters. ICs are a part of the group of Legend Clark Sisters. So all the females in that family can sing them, right? And I believe Kiera's father is a bishop out of Detroit. Anyway, she has a really heavy Christian background or what have you. And he made this comment it was a couple of weeks ago and I think she posted it to social media and basically what she what she referred to, basically what she stated was whenever she has girlfriends coming to see down whenever her female friends come to town they can never spend the night at her house mm-hmm. they have to stay at a hotel because she's married and she doesn't want she doesn't want to risk anything happening between her husband and her friends and i'm paraphrasing but that's essentially what she was referring to mm-hmm. so you know i have old school aunties i have an old school mom right and you know i've heard older women say that you can never allow you know your friends to always be around your your husband one-on-one because you never know what can happen and really there are a lot of cousin faiths out there Mm -hmm. and when i say cousin faith yeah so so there are a lot out there now this is kiera's opinion i'm not knocking it for her yes i do understand that you know sometimes you, you you can't have certain friends around your man and i and i thought people might say well why is that your friend? You can't put anything past anybody, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you, you just can't. So, so I'm not, I'm not knocking her for saying that. I'm really not. But me personally, I don't know if I would say, oh, you know, go stay at a hotel. But my thing is, it's all about boundaries, right? Because let's just say when I get married, one of my girlfriends that she comes in town, she wants to visit. Yeah, you can spend the night, but don't walk around my house without a bra on. Mm. Don't come out of the bathroom with just a towel on 
you know, my man is in the next room. Mm-hmm. And I, I've actually seen that before. Mm-hmm. Not like, not with me and my man, but right. I've, I've seen that before. And I'm like, that's just common sense. Yeah. Right? And people are going to do what they want to do regardless. It's right. really hard. But it's, it's just boundaries. It's boundaries. And, you know, just me personally, let's just say, Keisha, I had to come to your house. You weren't home yet, but your husband, David, was home. More than likely, I probably wait in the car. That's just me. Different, I would do that. Maybe I should use a different example. I wouldn't just come to hang out with David and you not feel like, oh, let me let me hang out with David. Let's 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 hang. Even though you know we're cool, but I, I wouldn't hang out with David one on one without you being there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that. So you know, going back to Kiera's example, well, Kiera's story. Like I said, I wouldn't go that overboard. Oh no, you can't stay at my house. But if you don't stay, like I said, don't walk around my house butt naked. Don't walk around my house. With my man there, you don't have a bra on. Don't come out of the shower with the towel on, and you know he's right there. I think that's disrespectful. But you don't think like, and I'm just, I'm curious because I realize that not everybody thinks the same, and some people may. I have heard that some people are oblivious to certain types of etiquette, right? They are. They are. Um, but do you think that your friendship circle would already have that type of etiquette? Honestly. My friendship circle, they have that. All of y'all have that. Y'all do. Y'all do. I said, I've seen it before, but it wasn't like me, like personally. But right. I have seen that. I, I've seen that. Right. Because uh-huh. I don't know. I just think it's, um, I mean, I think that, of course, like, yes, having like boundaries. But when she first said it, the first thoughts I had was, who are her friends? Mm-hmm. And what type of husband does she have? Because ultimately, I mean, I get it. If you, whatever type of boundaries anybody feels are appropriate for their relationship, their marriage, for themselves, whatever, you know, makes total sense. He may not want his homeboys to stay at the house, you know, and, and he have his wife there or have his homeboys come to the house and she's there by herself. I've heard of this as well. Um, but I do think like for it to be like a public conversation is, if if that is the boundary you feel like you have to control over, if your husband is gonna cheat, he's gonna cheat. With your friend yes, there, without your friend there, with the neighbor there, with the with whomever. Yes, and if that is an issue, then you know, work through that issue. And mm-hmm. someone said on a podcast I was listening to about it, they were saying that they sometimes feel like when people get married, they forget what it was like when they were a single woman. And it's as if single women have like they'll like even not hang out with like their single friends as much or i've and i've heard this i've heard where even some married people their husbands will feel some type of way about having their wives hang out with their single friends and will say like oh well you know such and such is trying to get a man what you hanging out with her for And, and she you know maybe picking up men or whatnot and so they may not hang out with their single friends and i even for myself when i got married have had single friends that would assume I wouldn't hang out with them anymore because I got married. And that's not, I don't keep up with like, okay, so these are my single friends. So I'm going to put them in this category. These are my married. I don't, friends are friends. I don't keep up with your, with your status, but that's also a thing. That, that is a thing. And maybe I'm just very blessed with my, my friend circle, but all of my married friends, you included, because yes, I am a single friend, but which is not a bad thing. It's you know, I really feel thing. like my love is coming very soon. But I will say this, though. Out of all my single friends, like I said, you included y'all, 
always make time for your girls. And y'all are full-fledged mothers, too. But y'all still make time. And I understand that there's boundaries with that as well. Like, I get it. I could probably stay out to, like, well, y'all grown women. Y'all can do whatever y'all want to do. But, like, me staying out till 2, 3 o'clock in the morning would probably be different for y'all. You know, so I understand there's boundaries. But I just appreciate the fact that you all are still at the core of who you are. And my prayer is, once I get married, that's the goal of mine is to stay at the core of who I am as well, single or not. Like, I get it. My husband does hold priority. Well, my future husband will hold, like, you know, top priority. But I hope people understand, like, yo, my friends are a part of me. And I also feel like we should never have to choose. It should be one of those things, like an unspoken thing. Right. When it comes to you, you my dude. When it comes to my friends, they're my friends. Right. When it comes to motherhood. So I've actually seen that happen. None of my close friends. But I I have seen that happen. People get married. and. It's like, okay, bye, y'all. Right. I, I, I get That's it. a I thing. Guess. It's a thing That's where they're thing. like, I don't hang out with myself. I'm a married woman now. So I, I, we want to hang out with other couples or we just want to be with our married friends. I've heard this several times. And it's cool to hang out with your married friends from time to time. Like, I wouldn't even want to, like, let's just say and to your listeners, Keisha and Tamika, who is our mutual friend, they never make me feel this way. But like, let's just say, like, y'all having a date night. I'm not about to tag along, even if y'all invite me. I'm not coming. So what? <laughs> I know y'all wouldn't mind, and David and Brian wouldn't mind either, but it's just like, you know, that's a, a pocket of y'all life. Mm-hmm. Just like how I have pockets of my life as a single woman that y'all may not want to be a part of. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's, it, it just blows me when I see people go towards that as far as, well, I'm married now. Let me just hang with my married friends. And, like, with my married male friends, I've never seen that happen. Like, they always are just like, you know, what's up? You know, even with, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, Keisha, but, you know, I have male friends, mm-hmm. um, heterosexual male friends who, who are married now. Mm-hmm. And we're close. There's never been anything romantic, always platonic. But even when they got married, I'm like, okay, I can't call you anymore. Oh, for sure. At 11 o'clock in the yeah. morning at night. That's yeah, that I mean, etiquette I was talking about. Yeah. I've had close male friends that have gotten into a relationship where maybe they live together or just had a girlfriend or got married. Yeah. And I wouldn't, and not that anything ever happened, but yeah. just out of respect, I don't want their partner looking at their phone like, why Keisha text you 10 times yeah. at 12 o'clock? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So right. it's just, like I said, etiquette. And some people just don't know. But a lot of that stuff is common sense. But Sense is not always coming. But you know, people common. are just people are different. People and like you said, if somebody's gonna cheat, they're going to cheat. It doesn't matter what's going on. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. And our last topic that we had said we wanted to talk about was well, you want to talk about Nelly. I didn't really care to talk about Nelly. But <laughs> Nelly. Of course we didn't actually skip him because we I wanted to talk about Jasmine Sutton. Oh, okay. Jasmine. Okay. Did you want to talk about Nelly, though? We could talk I didn't want to talk about Nelly. I know I mentioned that. I'm good on I, that. I mentioned it, but <laughs> it's like a lot of other things have transpired over the past few days, i.e. the deluxe album of Jasmine Sullivan. I know. Motels. Motels. Mm-hmm. Girl. I have been a fan of Jasmine since her underground days, like right? 2007. Mm-hmm. So, she just everything to me. And I'm I'm glad that she's getting, receiving all the different accolades and receiving her flowers now, but I'm trying to figure out what took everybody so long to jump on this train. Because vocally, 
nobody can touch her right now. So I can, mean, they just can't. Can I tell you something? Why you why you like her? Yeah. Her birthday I mean, is the day after mine. <laughs> is it April, baby? Because no, you're April 8th, right? Right, she's April 9th. I don't know. What is what's your sign of Taurus? Aries. Aries. Oh, I'm surprised we get along, Keisha, because you know Aries and Gemini are from Really? Yeah, girl. Why? I think we're too emotional, and then y'all are too stubborn, I think. Yeah, I can be stubborn. Not too much, though. But, you know, like, with those people who are... Well, I don't know if you are, and I am not. Although I find it interesting. The people who go, like, into the into it, into it, and they're like, whoa, well, it's your water sign, or it's your... Well, you were born on what, blah, blah, you know, all of that other stuff. So sometimes I wonder if that plays a part when things don't, you know, always make blatant sense. <laughs> yeah. Now, that's true. Like, I said, I don't go all the way into that because that starts losing. But I don't know if she was an Aries. But anyway, so all of her albums, front to back, are amazing. Mm-hmm. But this Hotels album, this, this, this masterpiece that she released last year, the deluxe came out with five new tracks this past Friday, it is mm-hmm. everything. And like I told you the other day, I think it really truly is the antithesis to Lemonade. So again, cover to cover, it's an amazing album. I'm really glad that people are finally jumping on board. And a lot of Jasmine's work, great music, it's just kind of sad. It's about heartbreak. Yeah. But you know, heartbreak That's her sickness. outlet. Yeah. But you know, I I actually feel like it's better than the Lemonade album. I compare it to Miseducation of Lauryn Hill. Keisha, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Because Lauryn was hurt. She was hurt on that album. She was hurt. Keisha, I never thought about it like that. Mm -hmm. I I never thought about it like that. So you're going to make me want to go listen to the Miseducation of Lauryn Hill like after this. And I'm pretty sure I can appreciate that album way. Oh, as much an adult woman, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But with the deluxe, um, Jasmine has a song called "Hurt Me So Good," and then she has Jazzy's Tale, which is a skit right before "Hurt Me So Good." Did you hear? Did you hear it yet? No, I haven't heard the skit. I've heard the out. Al- I haven't finished all of it yet. So on the skit on Jazzy's Tale, she said, "Growing up a brown skinned girl, a fat girl." Essentially growing up feeling undesirable. When I got older and I had a man that desired me, it validated me and it made me feel good about myself. Therefore, the content that the validation brought me was worth the actual pain that the relationship eventually brought. And girl, do you know it's so many women and myself included. You know, I rebuke that spirit now, but like it's so many women who actually stayed for that validation. The man can be telling you right to your face. You are boo-boo. I don't want you. Mm-hmm. But initially, when they wanted you, you felt desired. You felt right. wanted. And that's why you stayed. And I'm glad. And a lot of female artists, they talk about heartbreak. They do. But Jasmine is going really, really, really deep and being very honest about yeah. it, you know, with words via skits. So I'm just glad that she's touching on that. Um, I want her to really win. And I don't know what her personal life is like. Maybe she is winning in love. I hope yeah, she is. Yeah. But this album, if I if I was not in a good space emotionally, girl, this album will be having me cry every single day. But also though, with with the Hotels album, she's embracing her I don't want to say womanhood, but it's basically like, all right, if y'all Negroes can go out here and smash this female, that female, that female, 
then I'm going to do it too. Mm-hmm. Get in your feelings. I don't care, mm-hmm. right? So it, it's an amazing work of art. It's Grammy season. We it know is. that it is Grammy season. Jasmine is nominated for Best R&B Album. And I, I think, I know her is nominated as well. I forgot who else is nominated, but I will say this. And all the other artists in that category, they are amazing. I love their work. I really, really, truly do. But let's call a spade a spade. Ooh. If Jasmine does not win Grammy for Best R&B Album, whoever wins this album, whoever wins this award, when they give their acceptance speech, they need to thank the Recording Academy, but give it to Jasmine. Right. Because nobody, no R&B album over the past year and a half touches this album. I agree. I agree. I actually it, it think that she could be album of the year, personally. Like, uh, excluding just... Is she nominated for that? I don't know if she's nominated for it, but I think that, like, outside of just, like, R&B, I think she could have album of the year. Yep. Because I think it's she of that quality. Mm-hmm. And a side note, she, she, did, so us talking about um, Color Purple the other day, did you know her is supposed to be um, Squeak? Squeaky? Yeah. No, but I can see it. I can see it. I can really see it. I can really see that. I'm excited. I'm excited for Gabby. But you know I call people by their government <laughs> names. I don't call them by their um, stage names. But I can see that. I'm curious to see how Taraji is going to be as should Avery. I am curious as well. That just seemed like a wild card, but we'll see. Yeah, because I can't think of anybody else to play that unless they go tapping into newer talent, maybe. Because, you know, Shook Avery, in the original, she didn't sing God's trying to tell you something. You told me that. I didn't yeah, know. she lip-synced that. So it didn't even necessarily... I mean, maybe that's the same for Taraji. Maybe she's just going to lip-sync it, too. But... I don't know, but Taraji is a good actress, so she can pull it out. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm excited we'll for her. And even and even when I saw that they were um doing an adaptation of the musical, putting it on screen, before I knew that Fantasia was going to be playing Seely, I even told myself, I said, I don't want any parts of this. I don't want to see anything <laughs> if Fantasia is not Seely because you know she was Seely on um the actual Broadway play. She was. But I do feel and like this her- is huge for Fantasia because it's coming to theaters. Yes, girl. Yes. And I'm, I'm rooting for her. You know Fantasia is another one of my best friends in my mind. I love me some Fanny Pack. I love me some Tay-Tay. So I hope she does really well. And speaking of Fantasia, she's really happy and in love right now. She and is. I'm glad that she finally won in love. I am glad. She's I'm glad she happy. finally She deserves won. it. She deserves it. She does. And Danielle Brooks, she's a South Carolina native. Who is she going to be playing? She's playing Seeley. No, no, no. No. So, Miss Sophia? Miss Sophia. That's who she's playing. Who's playing Nettie? Nettie is... Hold on. Let's go through it. Fantas- who is Fantasia playing? Seeley. Fantasia Seeley. Yeah, Sophia is Danielle. Yeah. I don't know. Who's playing Mister in her in Mister is somebody that I had to like look up. It was somebody that I didn't like know. I know he's like an actor. I want to say he's a British actor, but I didn't okay. like know him. Know him. Who's playing Harpo? Somebody that we know that I I can't think of. Let me pull it up while we sitting here, and I'm just like, who is this? Who is this? Because I've I've heard the lineup, and then I forgot. Cast yeah, for too. color. 
purple musical. And I'm assuming that Oprah has her hands in this, right? Yeah, she's a producer. Okay. And she even showed, um, they did a whole thing where they showed them call each one of them to let them know that they had got the part. Oh, send it to me. You know what? I think Cynthia Rebo is playing. Hold on. I don't know. I don't know. I'm looking at it now. Is Coleman Domingo is playing Mr. That's why I was like, I don't know who that is. Yeah, that's why I was like, I don't know who that is. But yeah, okay. So Fantasia is Seeley. And Coleman is Mr. Halle Bailey is Natty. So, okay, okay. Chloe and, ha- and Haley. Is Haley the younger one who's playing the Little Mermaid? Yes. Well, I love her. But I, maybe I have to see, but why did they cast her as Natty? I can't I'm see that. Come on, see Natty that much. I'm, I'm, uh, we'll see, I'm rooting for her. I really am. <laughs> and I'm, I'm really ready for the Little Mermaid to come out too, so it's like she can just shut it down. And she, she I'm also I'm ready for her album because I was listening to that little um sneak peek and I was like, oh, this sounds amazing. Okay, Chloe or Haley? Which Haley? Who's the Haley the Little Mermaid? And okay, and Chloe is the one who's a gunner, right? Correct. Yes. Girl, I feel so old. I can't keep up, and usually I can keep up with what's going on in pop culture, but I cannot keep up. Ooh, I feel oh, old. No, I feel old. I'm, when I'm on the shade room, when I do go in there, I'm like, I don't know none of these people. <laughs> Who are they? Like, I don't know Girl, any of them. <laughs> I told you. I think I told you I was at Phipps, and little baby held the door for me, and I didn't even know that that was him <laughs> until like people started running running up to him, and I asked the dude and sex like, yo. What was that? It was like little baby. I said, oh. Because <laughs> you, know, like, you got a little baby, you got the baby. The baby, you got yeah. Big baby. Yeah. You got cry baby. So. It's a lot of them. We're going to stay young at heart. We're going to stay young at heart. Okay, so last thing. I'm going to say this and then we're going to wrap up. Okay. I know that we talked about you're not a Dre fan, but I am excited <laughs> about the halftime show. I'm I'm a fan of Dre's music. I'm not a fan of Dre as a person. But I feel like Rage is going to be on the halftime show. I write rough and stuff in my Afro puffs. I feel Rage, like Right. I feel like she's gonna make I'm I'm hoping. I'm hoping he brings like everybody like back in the day Death Row Records out. Especially since Snoop has bought Death Row Records this week. Okay, okay, Keisha, I, 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 I'm, I'm with it, because you already know how I like the about Dre. Um, you know, I've never bought a pair of beats by Dre for my own personal reasons, but, you know, I can't deny the fact that, musically, he is a legend. Yeah, production, I mean, producer, production people who's, yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> but he might, bring, he might bring Chupa out here. He might. Okay, let's think. We know Kendrick is coming. We know Mary J is coming. We know Eminem is coming. I'm sure Snoop gonna come out. You girl, you know Snoop don't come out. Um, <laughs> who else? Who else? I would honestly hit the roof if Rage came out. I think that would be Lady huge. Rage. I that. think that would be huge mm-hmm. if he did that. But a lot of people wouldn't know who she was, though. Well, you know he's not going to bring up Misha Lay. So, you oh, know that's no. not going um, Who else from Death Row, though? Because Tupac is no longer with us. Um, that was it, as far as, like, for his time, before he, he moved on. 
in Left Death Row. That was it. Was Bone Thugs with Death Row? No, Bone Yeah, Thugs. I feel like they were. I was having that conversation with David. I said, I feel like Bone Thugs were with Death Row, but I feel like they came. I'm looking it up. I feel like. Easy to think took them on easy um easy eats to them in so i don't know if that that was around the time with easy and yeah it Drake does say that about easy it was easy's group i used to love me some bone thugs bro. I if did. my mom and dad only knew what we were listening to they were like well i didn't even good. know what i was listening to so i was saying it <laughs> <laughs> don't don't had no idea what the first of the month was but knew the whole song. <laughs> Gotta give it up to the club. club. <laughs> I love me some bone thugs, some crazy bones. But who's singing the national anthem, by the way? I don't know. If it's not Jasmine or Fantasia or Brand, Arthur, um, Brandy sang it. Did she sing it not too long ago? So here's the thing. You know, I love me some Brandy Norwood. That is my girl. We do lunch every other month. That's my girl. But Brandon and I, and I love her vocally. But Brandon didn't give me what I needed. I thought she did. She, and it, I thought she looked great. She looked amazing. Uh, she doesn't age. It's like she ages backwards. She's aging As very black well. Women, we age backwards. Because honestly, like, not trying to be obnoxious, I think I look way better in my 30s than I did in my 20s. Did I didn't know you were in your 20s. Yeah, I didn't know you were in your 20s. But you look good. Yes, you did. Did I? We, we weren't friends. We weren't friends, friends. No, you didn't. Yes, we did. When did Tamika get married? 2013? Yeah. We weren't friends then. We didn't come, become friends until like maybe five, six years ago. So like, yeah, our 30s. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Keisha, happy Galentine's yes, Day. Yes, happy Galentine's Day. And thank you so much for being a guest on the show. I am so grateful. It's always a pleasure having you on and listening to your thoughts and your opinions. Oh, Keisha, thank you for having me. Thank you for even wanting to hear my opinions. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. And this is our love language like mm-hmm. when it comes to what's going on, even though it's not our business. When it comes to like what's going on in entertainment, that's our love language. Mm-hmm. And then you're just a really good person. Let me tell y'all, Keisha will speak life into <laughs> Mike will speak life. Have you ever just had those friends? Where you know, like, all right, that's my motivation. I'm not about to be left behind. Let me, like, stay on track with them. Like, so you're everything. And I appreciate yeah. you so much. Thank you, friend. Friend, yeah, I want nothing but good things. I want nothing but good things. Yeah, I got a whole bunch of baggage. Don't forget to come and pick up your feelings. Don't leave no pieces. You need to hurry and pick up your